0: Welcome to the Fem Nation Podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White Dev the down-to-earth chick with a different name entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to the Nation Podcast, where today we get to do a coaching
1: call diving into figuring out what the next steps are and busting through a hurdle I want to welcome my guests today but as always we keep them anonymous so we can focus on the task at hand thank you for coming on today I want you to go ahead and put some context around where you feel like you're needing to crash through this hurdle what does that look like and and give me a little bit of context
2: okay so My husband passed away two years ago and the story around it was so amazing. And I started writing, um, right after he passed away and it's all I could do. And I thought that the way that the community came together was like, it's a wonderful life. I thought it was such an amazing story. I had these delusions of grandeur, like everyone's going to want to hear this story. So I'm going to write a book. So for a year, I wrote and barely did anything with my business. I just um, maintained it. And then um, I went to a writing workshop and found out what I had was 110,000 words of the first draft. And really that the whole thing needed to be, of course, redone about four times. And I even had sent queries out to potential agents and um, my uh, bubble was burst. So then I thought, forget it, this was a pipe dream. But now I'm feeling like I've had some new creative ideas about telling the story and I love reading. I love hearing amazing stories. So I want to write one, but every time I go back to do it, I think this is too big, it's too hard, I can't do it. And even if I do it, no one's going to want it.
1: Mm-hmm. Why do you feel no one's going to want it?
2: I think that I feel like it would be too amazing if something if it if it did get published. And I think, well, I think it's just that voice in my head that tells me you're juvenile. Your writing is not professional, um, and you think it's amazing, but. I I think it's just that horrible voice in my head.
1: Yes, it is a story you're telling yourself, uh, for sure. And if you reframe it on being able to look at it through a completely different lens, that there are people out there that are not able to move forward until they actually hear your story. Your story is meant to give them the opportunity to move forward in their life with, you know, having maybe gone through a similar struggle or a relatable struggle. Um there's a need for them to hear your story and they may be held up until they do. So with that in perspective, if you were to make another step forward towards writing that book and actually moving in that direction, what would that look like?
2: It would look like a commitment. So last Sunday, I actually had an idea. I was inspired. Or sometimes it'll be just that I'm super sad and I think, oh, while I'm super sad, I should write because I'm writing about grief, so I could do it genuinely and authentically. So last Sunday, I wrote two, and I was happy with what I did. The problem is, is that I'm not committed. I don't hold myself accountable to doing this regularly. That's what I have to do. I have to um, work at it on a schedule, even if it's every Sunday.
1: Does that, does that feel like you would be in the proper zone to be able to share the depth of the story though? Possibly
2: not. So right now what I'm doing is writing when I feel inspired. Uh Uh, Maybe I'm inspired by an amazing show that I watch and how they convey something um, or something that I read. But sometimes... Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, when I was really sad, so I just started reading it, and as I was reading it, I got ideas. So, so actually, if I do have like an appointment with myself, mm-hmm. even if I just sit down and commit to reading it and maybe editing, I think that every time I do that, I then eventually have like an idea and write something. Mm-hmm.
1: So, if you blocked time to do the technical piece of it, of looking at it and let that trigger the emotional side of where you write from, then that could trigger that. Otherwise, um, find out what those triggers are that, that bring you to that emotional, um, memories, those emotional memories that are where you write from. And when you do, like you said, if you watch a show, sometimes, um, that might, might bring it up. Um, but if you feel that happen when you're not actually working on your book if you feel that that you you are paralleling that life again in your in memory figure out what that trigger was and and make note of that trigger because then that's something that you can actually purposefully step into um, or be where, uh, you know fully conscious of when you want to start writing again because there may come times where you edit the book but you're not feeling connected to the story even though you're editing, you know, the draft that you currently have. But what I think you need to do is be presently aware of the triggers that that bring those memories closer and that bring them much much more in um viewpoint for you to write from because yes, the emotional connection to your book will come from you writing from that emotion.
2: That is that is a great thought and that um And I think that a huge part of it is going to be staying open and keeping my shell off that protects me. Mm -hmm. Because ever since I've had that shell off for the last six weeks, that's where I can feel the pain. And that's where I started writing again. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things I have to do is I protect myself with anger. And, but if I keep the anger away, I then I feel the pain. Mm-hmm. And feeling the pain is okay because it was painful. Um, and then I can then I can also feel joy too. Mm-hmm. You so, get all the emotions. Yes. Uh, and when you stifle pain, then you don't get to feel joy as much either because everything's stifled.
1: Mm-hmm. But also give yourself time for reprieve too. Give yourself time to put that that a little bit of the armor back on a little bit. It doesn't have to come in the form of anger, but being able to give yourself reprieve because it will be draining to uh, constantly live in, in the painful memories side of it. Yes, it will bring joy, but you don't want to, you don't want to position yourself to consistently be there because that will, that will also be emotionally draining. At first you'd be able to write. And then after a while it's, it's, A little crippling to live there consistently so be okay with the reprieve be okay with with saying you know what i just can't today i just need to be strong today i just need to be here right now instead of in the memories consistently as well you know so there it is okay as long as we're present as long as we're very much aware that our actions are specific so there is a space and time for being in that, in the memories, and in the hard stuff, and dealing with the hard stuff in life. There is a space and time, but knowing that that's a space and time, and there there also is the opportunity to have reprieve from that. But then also choosing to step out of it and say, okay, right now I need to work on this. I need to be present in my current world. I need to be, um, you know, available for. Embracing and being receptive to all the other things that can come to me in life and in in those experiences. So, learn to fluidly navigate between the two, but consciously nav- navigate between the two. So, right now there's a um, uh, kind of a subconscious shift to the memories um, and trying to figure out what those triggers are that will put you in that space. And reading the story and reliving the story, and sometimes other triggers get you there, but that. Learning what that bridge is and then starting to use that bridge on a regular basis is going to be able to, um, have you write the book from where you want to come from and write the book, but also will give you the opportunity to not lose yourself in the grief as well and to get stuck reliving that period because yes, there's a lot of grief. There is also a lot of joy, but there is, there's loss and loss is hard, you know? and so. if you don't have a ton of outlets, which I, do, I don't I do know if you do or don't, but if you don't have a ton of outlets to you know, help bring you back out of that, then you have to have that transitional bridge to be able to know when it's time to step out of it, what triggers you being able to come back to the present and be right here uh, where you are to be fully present and fully available for you now and then also what is that bridge that can get you back into that so you'll be able to write easier coming from that direction but the story needs to be told because so much so often grief is not spoken of because that's the harder place to be mhm yeah i was even as i stepped back into
2: when i moved from california to colorado and then i joined a business networking group i was embarrassed to tell people that my husband passed away, but I didn't feel like they'd know me at all if I didn't tell them. And I think part of it is just that it's, it's hard and it's Mm -hmm. heavy. Okay. So speaking of the fact that it's not talked about, I can understand. Mm -hmm. I I was in meetings with a, a person and, um, different people to get to know them better. And I'd ask myself for the first half of the meeting, am I going to tell them now? I'm not going to tell them. And then once I did, I found that I felt closer to the person I was meeting with. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's part of my story and and anyone who's experienced it. And um, I think talking about it helps and actually what I found out is they seem to open up to me more too. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so anyway, I don't know it's gonna a, say. it's a humanness yeah, that is relatable. And no matter where any one of us are at, and especially in business groups, we put on our professional face. And when we go out into the world, we go to the grocery store, we don't wear our stuff on our sleeves. We typically don't. Very seldom do people do that because we don't want to drag other people down into a moment where we're at or a moment that we lived that was, was hard. Um, but having that component is relatable and every single person has gone through some form of it somewhere in their life none of us escape grief, none of us escape that emotion. We don't get to. And so still choosing who you want to talk to about it is fair. That's for you. Um, And there are sometimes we hold certain things in our experiences in our lives that are important to us and are very close to who we are deeply as a person. And it's not the time to share. It's not the people that you want to share it to and that's okay. But also when you write your book, that will release some of having to decipher if you should or shouldn't tell it because then the story is to the whole world and anybody gets to read it. And so a little bit of that might be defensive that in the back of your mind, check this too and and sit with this thought sometimes that in the back of your mind, are are you hesitant to let the world know publicly your story when you've struggled with telling people individually? whether you should or shouldn't share the story, you know? So is there a little bit of, um, of a disconnect there? I'd, I'd, uh, I'd inquire internally yourself if there is, because you're sharing it with the world, but the world needs to hear it and they want to hear it. Those that are meant to know your story will pick up your book and will read your story and it will change their life and give them perspective and it will fulfill what they need it to fulfill.
2: Well, you saying that and what you said earlier too, that there are people who need to hear it inspires me and really makes me want to do this and motivates me. And I have no problem telling the world it's really Mm -hmm. one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: vulnerable Mm one-on-one. And you're going to go through that emotion when you release your book you will feel a sense of vulnerability while you're writing it. It's one place because it's still private and it's still yours. But when you release that, you're going to have a sense of vulnerability that will play a factor, but it will be okay. And Uh it'll just step, step into looking at that and figure out why are you feeling vulnerable with it? Why does, why does, why do you want to keep that for you? You know, make sure that it's not coming from a place that, you know, somebody else gets to have an opinion on how you walked this, this hard time in your life, you know, and nobody gets to have an opinion that affects you. They can have opinions, but they don't need to matter. They don't get to matter because they didn't walk it. You're sharing it. And that's just what it is. But there will be a vulnerable point in time for you when you release the book. Um, What would be a a good outline for you, a good next step for you to actually work towards writing more consistently or figuring out what the triggers are that get you into that that frame of mind to write? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm
2: excited that you told me that it's good to have times where I'm present and separated from it because then I was feeling, I guess I was feeling a little bit guilty because I have a, I love skiing. I've been skiing with my new ski buddy and, um, doing fun things, roller skating. And I'm looking at skiing with my nieces and nephews. Now I see that now that you had said what you said as part of the formula is that's part of, in addition to doing my business, being in the here and now and not being in the trenches of the pain. So now regarding triggers, I think that, choosing the shows that I'm choosing and the books that I'm choosing maybe on Saturday evening, um, which has kind of been happening, but, uh, maybe just continuing to mindfully select what I'm going to watch and, or read, um, is good because then Sunday, um, is a great day for me where I have lots of time and I've been triggered from the night before. And then I have time to write. Um, I like to do it when I have a lot of time, because I really enjoy it. I enjoy sitting on the couch with my two dogs Mm -hmm. and I can't really get into it if I'm doing something and then I try to do it and then I have to do something else. So I like having that block of time. So I think that um, planning that out, you know, doing that and just being mindful of it, what I do Saturday evening to trigger it and then Sunday having that time to write and another thing that is a trigger is when I have dreams, but I think that when I'm reading something that's in the same subject or watching a show, I tend to have those dreams. Right. Um, like uh, one night I had recently a dream that my husband wasn't letting me help him when he was, because he had MS and then cancer. And in the dream, he wasn't letting me take care of him. And I was devastated. But what I got out of that when I woke up was that I got to take care of him. Mm-hmm. The dream isn't the way it was. Right. So I hadn't realized fully that I got as a gift. It was a gift
1: for me to be able to be there with him and take care of him. And it's hard to look at those hard things and lean into them. Sometimes, but when you do, like leaning into kind of analyzing what that dream, you know, at first it was like, wait, what? And then it was like, wait a minute, this is what I get out of it. Leaning into that is what's going to keep you present, present with a focus. Yes, as opposed to just being crushed by how sad I was. Right. Right. But consciously navigating throughout all of that is is the biggest piece of this knowing that you're in. This moment right now, knowing that you're choosing to go back in time and and revisit painful memories, knowing that you're going to put on the lens of seeing the perspective out of it, knowing that you're going to share that in the book, but being consciously present at the moment for every piece of this part of your journey from now is what's going to keep you moving forward on being able to be productive and get that book out to the world that needs it
2: yes I love that yeah so thank
1: you thank you for coming on today it's been really neat to jam with you on this and I do hope that you keep me informed on how that progresses
2: oh I will
0: thank you so much for having me you bet Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitevanan.com or find me on social media. Until next time, keep moving forward.